The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show. Today, you'll hear the truth in wealth building from the team at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. The truth in wealth building knowledge is brought to you every week on the Financial Focus Radio Network. Good morning, everybody out there in Radio Land. Thank you for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's Josh Finelli, and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. And we certainly do appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. Good morning, Josh. How goes everything in the Finelli household? It's uh, great. I wish we had a little bit of summer coming, but I'm getting over the rain, especially in central Oregon. Shouldn't anticipate this. Are they doing the 4th of July jamboree again like they used to do this summer? I think their pet parade and all of the usual things are back. I got to go just so I can see Grayson at that deal because that's like his... His dream is that thing. Because <laughs> yeah. they do like the, you know, two-legged races or three-legged races, all that stuff. Old-fashioned. It's going to be his first one. I'm looking forward to that. Old-fashioned Fourth of July with the, with the uh, pep parade, yeah. All right, let's talk about the week that was in the capital markets. Everybody thinks the coast is clear and it's back to normal. It uh, is. Yeah, I guess for the last week and two weeks, but we shall see. So... Jamie Dimon doesn't think that's true. So let's talk about uh, the equity markets. U.S. stocks is measured by the S&P 500. We're mostly actually unchanged last week. So we had lots of uh, movement up and down. But at the end of the week, they finished essentially flat on the week. International developed market stocks, I think Europe, Japan, uh, they were down about a half a percent last week. The emerging markets were 1% lower. Uh, U.S. small cap stocks were up one and a half percent. So, you know, there's lots of calls out there for uh, small caps leading the way because they are very cheap on a relative basis relative to their large cap peers. Uh, And so historically, when that has happened, um, they have a period of performance. And who knows? Maybe that's already started. Uh, We saw a movement in the fixed income market in the bond market. We saw uh, interest rates move higher last week. After we got some comments from some Fed governors, which uh, they keep saying that that's not a political job, but it's sure you, you should sure fool, fool me because these Fed governors continue to go on CNBC uh, one after the other, uh, lobbying for something. But we saw the aggregate bond index uh, down w- almost three quarters of one percent last week. It is having a really, really bad year uh, f- so far in 2022. We saw the yield on the ten-year Treasury bond move up to 2.96 percent. It almost touched three percent last week uh which meant prices of bonds were lower uh, just when all the commentators were saying bonds are back they turn around and get slaughtered five days in a row yeah so rates moved higher uh you know and a lot of that especially on friday last week we'll talk about the jobs report in a second but really it, it cleared the deck for the fed to keep raising rates uh and you know nobody really ever talks about the unwinding of the nine trillion dollar balance sheet, but we can get that in a second. Uh, gold was down one percent last week at eighteen fifty two an ounce, and oil was two point seven percent higher at one hundred nineteen dollars and fifty cents a barrel. That- even even with OPEC Plus agreeing for a larger than expected, you know, the administration's leaning on the Saudis pretty hard. We got. Uh, agreement to pump more, and it's not even doing anything for prices. No, I mean, prices went higher even with that agreement. So, you know, the challenge, uh, if you just took all the other stuff out of the equation, you, you, rates weren't going higher, you know, we, we didn't have uh, the inflation problem, uh, the price of oil would almost put us into recession. Because when you think about behavior, uh, you know, almost everything we do as Americans involves us driving to something uh and so that behavior has started to modify i mean anecdotally like some of the you know my son had a baseball team a baseball game in the valley last week and you know people it was far away for everybody and so there was lots of carpooling and so lots of behavior modification is happening people aren't going so far on vacations jet fuel is going to be more expensive so that price of oil is a very regressive tax you know so the less money you make the more impactful it is 
you, and that means you have to change your behavior, but it's starting to make its way up the income spectrum. And so the price of oil is, uh, is very impactful to what's going on in the U.S. economy. Um, so the, obviously the big news last week uh, was we got the May jobs report. The U.S. economy added 390,000 jobs last month, which was better than expected. The unemployment rate essentially changed, stayed unchanged at 3.6%. So like I just said, this clears the way for the Federal Reserve. Because remember, they have two mandates, full employment uh, and inflation. Well, we're we're more than fully employed. I mean, I think by definition, full employment in the U.S. is 4%, 4.5%, and we're at 36 So uh, the employment picture is such the Fed doesn't really have to do anything about that. But uh, the inflation problem is certainly out of hand. And so... Uh, good, good news on the employment front is bad news. Bad for, news for the stock market. For markets. For and risk that's, assets. That's going to be the case until it goes the other way. Yeah. So <laughs> as, as crazy that actually sounds when you say it out loud. but uh, Well, because it, it it's all has to do with the inflation problem, right? So yep. they have to kill the demand side of the ledger. And with employment the way it is, that's you know good for the demand side. Uh, and so the Fed and has to markets about Markets were primed for a miss. Uh, for sure. And the expectations were coalescing around the idea that it would be a, a big miss and got the complete opposite. And of course, stocks sell off on the news. So not only is the Fed going to continue to raise uh, the Fed funds rate, uh, you know, in a week or so, they're going to probably do that and they'll have to do another one in July. They probably have to keep raising and maybe till September and then have to maybe pause then. But we shall see what the economic data looks like. Uh, but really, the other thing, and that is much more impactful, the only person that has talked about it uh, really in, in meaningful terms is Jamie Dimon at, at J.P. Morgan Chase. But uh, the Fed's going to start shrinking its balance sheet this month. Uh, there's conflicting reports on when it started. I, I, I heard on Bloomberg last week that it's already started this last week. Josh heard that it's on the 13th. Whatever. Just know that the Fed has $9 trillion worth of bonds on their balance sheet that they're going to start selling into the bond market at a, a $90 billion a month clip. Uh, so there's now all of this tremendous amount of bond inventory that's going to enter the bond market. Uh, and in order for that to be attractive to investors, yields are going to go higher. That is a much bigger concern to us on the interest rate front than the Fed run raising short-term borrowing rates, because this is actually bonds making it into the market, which are actually the, which is the mechanism that sets rates, the bond market. Well, and that's, you know, all that extra liquidity that's injected in the system over the next year, a trillion of it is going to be removed from the system. So, you know, of course, you know, as we start June here, the hopes and dreams trade, all the crypto, everything else, making uh, lower highs on all of these subsequent rallies. And that usually is short covering essentially, but then it continues its march lower. But remember, a lot of those bonds that are on the Fed's balance sheet are mortgage-backed bonds too. And so, that means they're going to be selling those into the market, which will ultimately push mortgage rates higher yet again. And so we already saw a big move in the mortgage-backed securities market and then in the mortgage rate market. Uh, I think that's going to continue uh, as, as all these mortgage-backed securities hit the bond market. Uh, in order to make those attractive to investors again, yields are going to go, have to go higher. And so... Um, you know, we, we're going to talk this more about this more in the, in the next segment, but, uh, w even though we've had two weeks now of okay equity markets, uh, relative behavior in the equity markets, we, we feel like this is uh, more of an opportunity to do the right thing. We got Larry Fink from BlackRock. We got Jamie Dimon. We got Elon Musk all last week discussed their opinion that the U S economy is certainly headed for a recession, if not already in one. Uh, Josh and I tend to believe them, and it's because the Fed has to probably most likely put us into a recession to deal with inflation. But the thing to remember, and I talked to some clients about this last week, for an economy like ours, like a free market capitalistic society, recessions are important, they're healthy, they're good. I know that you, you don't like me saying that, but it's the truth. It's much better if we have a recession, a relatively short recession, and then we get the clearing of the market, uh, and then markets can trade higher in a much healthier way than if we have a decade worth of stagflation. The decade worth of stagflation would be much more impactful to all of you than a relatively short recession and then followed by a recovery. That is what we ultimately should hope for. Uh, this, we, you know, not a, not a delevering like we saw in 2008, 2009, but we had a 92 recession that was uh, relatively uh, tame and, and, and then we had a recovery after that. That's what we should hope for because it, it would be much better long-term for the U.S. economy than 70s-style stagflation because that's not good for anybody. 
All right, if you'd like to take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, uh, go to our uh, website, send us an email, northwestquadrantwealth.com, or call our office, 800-743-0988. When we come back, we're going to talk about this bear market rally, so stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with the Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Get a great deal on Kubota tractors, rated number one for reliability in the under 100 horsepower category. The versatile lineup offers an optional climate-controlled cab and all the performance-matched attachments you need. Right now, get a Kubota compact tractor for zero down and 0% APR for 84 months. Now through June 30th, cab available on select models. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com offers for full disclaimer. Stop by Mid-State Power Products today, located on Highway 97 South in Redmond. Ready for a real summer? Kick it off with the Team Vance Barbecue Brews and Whiskey Festival presented by Windermere Real Estate June 3rd to the 5th at the Deschutes County Fairgrounds. Nothing says summer like barbecue, live music, tasty beverages, and good friends. See and sample a pig roast and wash it down with some of the region's best microbrews. And don't forget the whiskey. For tickets and info, go to centraloregonbbq.com. The Central Oregon Barbecue, Brews, and Whiskey Festival is supported by Bent Broadband, Crater Lake Spirits, Catalyst, Chevrolet of Bend, KTBZ News Channel 21, National Solar, Oregon Health Insurance Marketplace, T-Mobile, Western Beverage, Fire of Bend, The Source Weekly, and Combined Communications. The Central Oregon Barbecue, Brews, and Whiskey Festival, June 3rd to the 5th at the Deschutes County Fairgrounds. Online at centraloregonbbq.com. Finding a comfortable place to live in Bend like Stonebriar Apartments shouldn't take extraordinary courage and feats of strength. You do not have to be able to move mountains or bend spoons with your mind. Stonebriar is often referred to as the best of resort living. So if you like to ski, hike, bike, or do water sports, it's an ideal place to stash your gear in between high desert adventures. Of course, you'll enjoy the great amenities when you're not out adventuring. There are cook's kitchens, spacious baths, full-size washer-dryers, fitness centers, heated pools, and two clubhouses. You're sure to enjoy the computer labs with free internet, covered parking, and that Stonebriar is pet-friendly. So, before you try to roll a giant boulder up a mountain, explore Stonebriar Apartments for your next home. Stonebriar, now accepting applications for one, two, and three-bedroom apartments situated on beautifully landscaped grounds on Highway 20 near 27th in Bend. Google Stonebriar Apartments for details. If it leaks, pops, drips, or bursts, call Severson Plumbing first. (laughs) Stepping into cold water is the worst. Jump into your morning shower and have hot water to start your day. Relax and rise and be on your way. Need to upgrade your water heater? Severson Plumbing has you covered. Voted best plumber in Central Oregon. Find us at SeversonPlumbers.com. If it leaks, pops, drips, or bursts, call Severson Plumbing first. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on our social networks, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Listen to past shows, get our daily market blog, and keep up to date on market happenings. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. If you have a question or want to leave us a comment, um, you can uh, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email, or you can call us, 877-670-7117. Let us know your opinion, what you're thinking, or if you have a question, you can go to either one of those places and send us your 
comment. This comes from the Census Bureau. Americans filed 4.35 million new business applications in 2020 and 5.36 million applications in 2021, surpassing the U.S. record high of 3.5 million in 2019. Before 2017, new business applications in the U.S. had not exceeded 3 million in a single year. So uh, I think that probably has something to do also with the labor data. Why it's skewed is the labor department can't quite get that stat right when somebody uh, they're still working, but they started a business, right? And so uh, it is quite amazing how many new businesses in the last two years are started as a, probably a result of COVID. I mean, I, I can't think of what else uh, came and happened in that interim. Well, it, the entrepreneurial spirit is alive and well. We just got to create the framework in which they can succeed and you know restrain the regulatory impulse of people in power. And I think everything will do just fine. This is the greatest system ever invented. To unleash human potential, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. The, the, the capitalist society, think, think of what it has unleashed for human potential. Uh, capitalism will cure cancer. Uh, we came up with a, uh, a, a uh, what's it called for COVID? A vaccine. A vaccine for COVID in nine months. You know, Trump didn't do the, didn't do the dance on that one as much as he should have. He really uh, was instrumental in, in making that possible. But I don't know that his constituents really cared about it, so he didn't really talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> Um, this is, this came out last week too, before we talk about this bear market rally, Elon Musk, he, I, I, I don't think there's a week that goes by that that guy doesn't say something on Twitter that doesn't make me crack up. But, um, he actually, interestingly enough, uh, in a letter that was, um, found by Reuters, everything that he writes, he should just put it public because he, anything that's internal becomes public like almost yeah. immediately. But, uh, he said that they're going to, they have about a hundred thousand employees at Tesla and they're going to shed about 10,000 or 10% of their workforce. Uh, cause they have, they think they're, that we're headed for a recession. But he also said, um, that working from home during the pandemic tricked people into thinking that they don't need to work hard. He said that if you think you can continue to work from home, you should go work someplace else. And I wholeheartedly agree with him for lots of different reasons. Um, but I know everybody that's listening to me right now has had to deal with the airlines or any company online. It's uh, not the over, airlines. It's I know, any, but the airlines are the worst. But it's any customer service Any customer business. service business where their employees, which is most companies, are working from home. Everything has gone to you know what in a handbasket. I mean, it is unbelievable uh, the the drop in uh, efficiency in this economy but this, as a result of people working home. So nobody in the world can convince me that productivity is the same with people working at home. I know what you're doing when you're working at home, and it's not called work. Well, we know. I mean, we we did the stat last week. It's seven point four percent. It's the greatest decline in productivity in seventy years. It, but you know, this is one another one of those scenarios where the media narrative diverges so much from reality, and all of us participate in customer centric activities all the time, especially in financial services. And it's impossible to get anything done on a, on a deadline anymore. I get that you want to work from home. That's I, but that's a different thing, like because you're not really working, and so but, that's why you want to do it. But economists say that. Yeah, the economists. That's the, the economists. Economists are, say economists were invented that, uh, to make astrologists look smart. <laughs> so so the, here's the situation, and and this is the point I want to get across on this is if you have kids or grandkids that are enter, entering the workforce, they're young and they're you know late teens, early twenties. Tell them to go to work. Tell them to go to work at the office or wherever they work every single day because guess what? If I'm a manager at a big corporation and I have people that are coming to work and I see them every day and I interact with them every day, those are the people I'm promoting. The people that are at home that I never interact with aren't getting promoted. And that's that, that just is how it is. I mean, I worked in corporate America and it's a very political place. And if you want to move up the ladder and progress in your career, you have to be in front of the decision makers. If you are working from home because you like to go skiing at Mount Bachelor and climbing at Smith Rocks, get used to doing that because that's what you're gonna have to do for well, a living. Well, labor scarcity, there's gonna be a, a very significant reversal of the trends that we've been seeing the last couple of years and uh, reality will set in real yeah, quick. Yeah, ha have fun telling your boss you wanna stay home uh, after a recession. Good luck with that. Okay, let's talk about um, you know what the last two weeks the market had we saw a twenty percent correction uh the market had gotten on the s p down twenty percent the s p was down almost or the nasdaq was down almost thirty percent and then the week before last we had that six percent rally and at one point last week we were up nine percent from the bottom on the s p five hundred uh and so people 
had this opinion like, whoa, maybe we hit the bottom. Even the doofuses on, on CNBC and the business channels on Bloomberg, they, you know, there was this talk that maybe that was the bottom. And the reality is, I, I guess it could be the bottom. Um, but if rates are going to go up another 250 basis points on the Fed funds rate and the Fed's going to unload a $9 trillion balance sheet, I don't think that was the bottom. And so Josh and I wholeheartedly believe that that was a what we call a bear market rally. So if you look at bear markets over time. Go back. There's been 15 bear markets since uh, 1957. A bear market is measured by a 20% or greater correction from the all-time high. There's been 15 of those since 1957. In every single one of those bear markets, there have been face-ripping rallies where the market in the middle of the correction rips higher for whatever reason. And we think most likely that is what's going on here. Uh, and so the reason we're bringing it up is is we, in our opinion, because we see so many portfolios when people come in for their free retirement views, there's still portfolios that were, are loaded with bonds that people should own, are loaded with stocks that people should own. And so use these strengths in market these last two weeks to do what you should have done to your portfolio before the market corrected in November of 2021. Uh, and, and so use this as an opportunity rather than calling the bottom because the reality is if it was the bottom two weeks ago improving your portfolio isn't a bad thing ever and so your portfolio should have looked like the way it you know the way we think it should look before the market sold off so use these rallies as an opportunity and what do we mean by that we mean shorten your duration on everything you own don't own long duration growth stocks that are dependent on profits 10 years, 12 years in the future because... I mean, yeah, you see this and the macro environment continues to deteriorate for these businesses. So, you know, double digit returns over the last trailing 10 days, use this opportunity to reallocate. You're being afforded a little bit of time to do it. Take advantage of it. Get Don't out of these junky companies. And then on the bond side of your portfolio, you know, you, you still, I mean, we if, if rates, if we have a 30 year bear market in bonds, you need to do something. And you know what? If you're short in duration, the yield isn't that much different than intermediate or long-term bonds, so go short. It's a no-brainer to us. Um, and so use the strength you're getting in some of these crap businesses. Don't, say, don't think, oh, that's the bottom. Now it's going to be up, up, and away from here. That's not how this works. Go back to the internet uh, correction when tech telecom media stocks rolled over in 2000 through 2002. A lot of those stocks rallied in some cases 20, 30 percent, but ultimately became zeros. That's what's happening now. Use that strength to get out of this junk because as rates go higher, these companies that are dependent on zero cost of capital are eventually going to go to zeros. And so if you were one of those people that say, I'm going to hold on to this thing or I'm buying it now that it's down 70 percent, that is not the attitude you should have. You need to have short duration assets when i say that i mean the stocks like the procter and gamble's of the world where they make laundry detergent and toothpaste and, and hand soap the stuff that you're going to use in a recession uh no matter what so short in duration um really what we mean is index but you know I, the example is procter and gamble all right if you want to sign up for our e-newsletter josh and i do a short five or six minute video uh every two weeks we did one last week go to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com a uh, little box will pop up and just say, add me to your e-newsletter list. When we come back, we're going to tackle some of your email questions. So stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market trends. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com. weather. FM 100.1 is News Talk 1110 KBND Bend. Should schools monitor social media accounts of students and teachers for threats? The Uvalde, Texas schools have for years been using an artificial intelligence program called Sentinel that is designed to watch the social media postings of students and other people in the community. It missed the killer in this case. Listen to The Lars Larson Show, weekdays at noon, only on FM 100.1 and News Talk 1110 KVND.
If you're thinking about selling your home but worried about losing out in a bidding war for the home of your dreams, what can put your mind at ease? A name I've been recommending for years. That name is Jim Bertola of Team Bertola High Desert Realty. Lars here to tell you that Jim and his team are among the best at winning during multiple offer situations. Their negotiation skills, experience, and team approach help them win time after time. If you're selling your home, they have options and strategies for every situation you might face. It's no accident they've helped hundreds of families each year successfully navigate this unique real estate market. So if you're buying or selling a home in today's market, don't get stressed. Give Jim Bertola a call and leave the worrying to him. See for yourself how he can help you out by reviewing their hundreds of five-star reviews. Google Team Bertola High Desert. That's Team Bertola High Desert. Or just go straight to TeamBertola.com and start packing. And be sure to tell Jim Lars sent you. Big Country RV is celebrating spring with our Springhouse Bunkhouse RV sales event. Bunkhouse trailers make it easy for the whole family to get outside this summer with models that sleep up to 10. Choose from 40 bunkhouse trailers from Keystone and Winnebago with dozens of different floor plans. From the easy-to-tow Springdale to the luxury Cougar with two big slide-outs and an outdoor kitchen, Big Country RV is where to go for advice on the right RV for your family at the right payment for your budget. For example, Keystone Hideout Bunkhouse Bunkhouse trailers start at only $196 a month. Enjoy RV camping for only $196 a month when shopping at Big Country RV. Big Country RV is big on bunkhouse trailers during the Springhouse Bunkhouse sales event. Walk our lots in Bend and Redmond or search online. Big Country RV, your hometown dealer. Stock number 1301 at sale price of $24,000 with 20% down and 6.99% APR financing for 144 months of approved financing subject to prior sale. Dreaming of working in a corner office with an amazing view? Yearn to get paid to travel? Wish you were driving a $100,000 vehicle? We've got you. Ben Lapine Schools is hiring now. Our bus drivers will tell you there's no better view than from behind the wheel of a school bus, transporting our community's most precious cargo in a cushy yellow bus. Drivers start at $25 an hour, earn robust retirement, and take home more than $1,200 a month in insurance benefits. Bus driving is a great option for students, retirees, full or part-time. Take a spin on our closed bus driving track each Thursday through June 9th in Bend or Lapine at our transportation departments and get an on-site interview. Free pizza, too. We look forward to seeing you from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. in Bender Lapine each Thursday through June 9th. Learn more at bls.fyi slash jobs or call us. Bend Lapine Schools, making your dreams of a corner office with a view of reality. If it leaks, clogs, drips, or bursts, call Severson Plumbing first. <laughs> Stepping into cold water is the worst. Jump into your morning shower and have hot water to start your day. Relax and rise and be on your way. Need to upgrade your water heater? Severson Plumbing has you covered. Voted best plumber in Central Oregon. Find us at SeversonPlumbers.com. If it leaks, clogs, drips, or bursts, call Severson Plumbing first. <laughs> Listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get straightforward financial advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows by going to financialfocusradio.com or download our smartphone app today. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us on this uh, supposedly getting close to summer weekend, but boy, oh boy, it sure doesn't feel like it. We had some Good old-fashioned thunderstorms last week on Thursday. That was exciting to watch. Uh, as Ben got inundated with so much water in such a short period of time, it was interesting. Uh, if you want to sign up for a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, your financial plan, your state plan, your uh, portfolio, whatever you want to talk to us about is fair game. So if you you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get it scheduled, 800-743-0988. Or you can go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email. This comes from Fannie Mae. Less than one in five Americans, 19% of Americans surveyed in April of this year, believe it is a good time 
to buy a house in today's market. Uh, that's not a good sign for the housing market. Uh, obviously, those 19% were all realtors and mortgage brokers. <laughs> that, no, the 19% that believe it's a good time are realtors and <laughs> yeah. mortgage brokers. But yeah, I mean, uh, price matters. Uh, and so, you know, trees don't go to the moon and as rates go higher that's going to be another headwind for the housing market q3 so. and q4 2022 are going to be like the hunger games in the realty realty business realty business <laughs> We're gonna, well yeah you mean there's just going to be that what's that when the a firework shoots and then they show a picture of the dead person that's going to be like realtors <laughs> we got to be careful we have a lot of realtors below us in our building yeah we do um, this is interesting too. Um, this this happened. The portfolio creep happened over the last uh, five years or so. But a lot of you out there, especially those of you that are in four hundred one ks at work, most of the money in four hundred one ks are in these um, target date funds. So that, meaning, you pick a date that you're going to closest to when you're going to retire. So let's say you're going to retire in twenty forty. You say, okay, I'm going to put my money in the 2040 target date fund in my 401k, and then the 401k provider puts you in a mutual fund that uh, has an asset allocation that is most appropriate for somebody retiring in 2040, and as you get closer to that date, the fund becomes more conservative. Well, uh, most of many of these funds changed their allocation significantly over the last five years to increase their money that they were putting in stocks. And I'm okay with that, actually, believe it or not. But it's not disclosed. And even if it is, the people that it's happening to don't know what it means. So somebody might think they have a portfolio that's a 60% stocks, 40% bonds, and the the provider of this fund increases it to 75%. And the person has no idea that it's happened. And now their risk uh, profile has gone up substantially. So um uh, when these things came out, the youngest workers, meaning the the target date funds that were uh, the furthest out in the future, had 85% of their money in stocks. Uh, most recently, they've had between 92 and 100% in stocks, and that had more to do with stock funds being more profitable than bond funds, uh, because if you look at management fees on actively managed funds especially, uh, stock fund management fees are a lot higher. And if you're just parked funds. in a target date like that, I actually ran across an instance of this last week, but uh, when you're in the distribution phase, you know that is problematic in the sense that it, you're indiscriminately selling both sides of your portfolio. So uh, there's definitely an argument for a bit of compartmentalization. As soon as you get to the distribution phase, those target dates are not quite as effective as they were during the accumulation phase of your life. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a, you know a lot of things change when you go from accumulation to distribution. Uh, accumulation is relatively easy. Easy, you just put money in the lowest cost, best asset allocation that you can. And put your head down and keep doing it. But once you need to turn that into a paycheck, uh, that's when most people need help. All right, let's tackle some email questions. We got an email from a Tom G. Doesn't say where he is. My my portfolio allocation has changed dramatically over the last six months. Uh, is this a good time for me to rebalance all of my accounts? Uh, well, rebalancing into a correction like this can certainly be a good idea provided i mean let's assume the reason the portfolios changed dramatically is the market's down dramatically yeah uh you know we would argue that depending on your relative asset allocation it's really hard to say uh it may be a good idea to rebalance uh you know if you're looking at some version of a threshold based rebalance so you know stocks are down 10 and 20 percent uh, now it's time to take some of your risk reducers and actually buy return enhancers. Uh, that could be a good time to rebalance, but uh, it really depends on what your risk reducers actually were. If they're also down 10% in line with the aggregate bond index this year, uh, not necessarily. But I mean, the reality is t Tom's thinking along the right lines, right? So when, I mean, one of the rules we have is a, uh, it's a threshold-based rebalance, meaning when our allocations get a certain amount out of alignment, that triggers a rebalance, which means we're uh, selling uh, the stuff that's done the best and buying the stuff that's done the worst, selling high, buying low. Uh, and so I think that's what Tom's probably getting after. And so if that's what your goal is, Tom, yes, probably now is a good time to do it. But you should create some more rules around it rather than just sort of putting your finger up in the air and feeling, you know, thinking if, if it's a good Full disclosure, I mean, the last rebalance that we actually did was back in December, which entailed selling stock, and we have yet to rebalance uh, in 2022 and actually but it, take more but we rebalance at closer to the top and that's why yeah. we haven't had to do it but uh, the other thing Tom I'd tell you is, is you asked about all your accounts just remember uh, 
in your taxable accounts, you just have to be careful. You you want to do that a little bit more strategically, so as not to like saddle yourself with. If you haven't done it in a long time, and your stock allocation has huge, real uh, you know embedded capital gains, you just have to be. It's careful. the most important consideration because when you're paying that tax liability, that's the destruction of capital. You're never going to see it again. It's not going to continue anymore. And the the inquiry that you make in a taxable account is entirely different than uh, retirement assets. Well, hey, Tom's not worried because there's great capital allocators in Salem and Washington, D.C. <laughs> the, the, the capital allocation yes. that goes on in Salem, Oregon, and Washington, D.C. is so efficient that Tom's happy to send those tax dollars, just like me. Yeah. Uh, we got a Dan in, oh, cool, Grant County over in John, near John Day, I assume. Um, uh, Dan says, I'm five years away from retirement. Should I stop contributing to my 401k at work? and move all of the funds into the safest option in my plan. Uh, without knowing more about your specific situation, so this is general, general advice, we'd say absolutely not. Um, you know, Remember, your time horizon is not the commencement of retirement. Five years is not your outlook. Unless you know that's also the day you're going to die. Yeah, precisely. I mean, <laughs> you know, your life expectancy is somewhere north of 85 years old. So presumably you're retiring at 65. You know, your real time horizon of your money is close to 30 years. And if you thought back 30 years and remembered 1992 and thought about all of the economic events, both good and bad, that have happened in that 30 year period, uh, you wouldn't remember half of them. You'd remember some of them, of course, but. Uh, the point but just is, look at where the stock market was in 92 and where it is now. Precisely. And, you know, this is just a moment in time and it, it too shall pass. So, Dan, uh, Charlie Munger, who's Warren Buffett's partner, uh, famously says that, tell me where I'm going to die and I'll make sure I never go there. So, <laughs> so Dan, that, that my, my little joke there is that none of us know when our time is up, right? I'm, Josh is 36. I'm 46. Uh, you're, you know, let's say somewhere in the late, your late 50s, early 60s. Josh could die before all of us, right? But we don't, none of us get to decide. It's not always, uh, and so you have to sort of plan for the worst. And when I say the worst, I'm meaning li living a long, long time. And so if you go to the safest option, which is paying next to nothing, and inflation even goes, moderates down to three and a half percent, you know, your purchasing power is going to decline precipitously over time. So, you know, right now, Dan, your uh, hedge against inflation is that paycheck that, you, that you're getting. Uh, but when you retire, that paycheck goes away and so your inflation hedge goes away. Your only real inflation hedge will come from your investment portfolio, believe it or not, because you own companies that have the ability to raise prices to offset uh, inflation. And so that is why, like Josh said, you have to invest for the rest of your life, not for some And presumably with five years left, you, you know, you're near the top of your earnings potential likely. So you're getting a pretty substantial and meaningful benefit from uh, those pre-tax contributions. Absolutely not a time. And maxing your plan, yeah. hopefully. So yeah, I mean, remember volatility is good, especially when you're contributing every two weeks when you get paid. Uh, we'll, you'll look back at this, Dan, and you'll remember it potentially, probably not uh, as a stock market event at least. Um, but, you know, stay invested. It's time in the market, not trying to time the market, which is how you'll be successful. I get it. It's not fun to lose money, but it's only temporary if you stay invested. All right. If you'd like to be part of the show, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or you can send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, a little box to pop up, and you can send us an email. When we come back, we're going to talk about shame of the week. Stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. kinds of workplaces and they all need workers compensation insurance safe is the leader in oregon's workers comp because we offer low rates and the best service in the industry for over 100 years we've helped workers and businesses by providing benefits quickly and getting workers back on the job safely and with over 1,000 employees across oregon we're just around the corner when you need us exceptional service that's workers comp that really works 
Learn more at SAIF.com. In today's expensive real estate market, it's easy to wind up paying too much for a place to live. That's why Alpine Meadows Townhomes is a smart move. They have washer dryers in the two and three bedroom units, designer kitchens that please, one, two or three bedrooms and approved pets allowed. They're more affordable than all those brand new townhomes. Google Alpine Meadows Townhomes on Northeast 6th and Bend. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. There's an easier place to find affordable housing in Bend. Discover Mountain Glen Apartments and make them your comfortable home. Mountain Glen Apartments are conveniently located with washers, dryers in their two and three bedroom units and designer kitchens. You can pay more, but you cannot get more value than at Mountain Glen Apartments on the corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. To learn more, Google Mountain Glen Apartments. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. And ladies and gentlemen, we are in dire shape in this country. We are in grave shape in this country. From our classrooms to our border to inflation and gasoline, the value of the dollar, shortages, baby formula. Now the FDA is having to confess that, in fact, it screwed up royally. Joe Biden was blaming private sector. It wasn't the private sector. Mark Levin, weekdays at 3, only on FM News 100 at 1110 KBMD. Do you struggle with occasional nerve aches, weakness, or discomfort in your hands or feet? Try Nervive Nerve Relief from the world's number one selling nerve care company. Nervive contains alpha lipoic acid to relieve nerve aches, weakness, and discomfort, and B-complex vitamins to support healthy nerve function as you age. Live your life with less nerve discomfort with Nervive Nerve Relief. Learn more at NerviveHealth.com. There are so many words to describe Panera's new Chef's Chicken Sandwiches. The chicken, juicy, succulent, seared. The brioche roll, buttery and toasty. The Parmesan crisps, crunchy, tangy. The secret aioli, creamy and rich. All those words. But when you have a bite, you might just be left speechless. Panera's new Chef's Chicken Sandwiches. Enjoy $1 delivery fee when you order on our app. Restrictions apply. For details, visit PaneraBread.com slash delivery info. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show, the truth in wealth building. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's Josh Finelli, and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. The road to Omaha started yesterday. The college... Uh, Baseball playoffs started yesterday. The team, 64 teams, just like basketball. They do it very differently than basketball, though. But uh, Oregon State is hosting a regional. Both Oregon teams are in regionals, but Oregon State gets to host. Uh, and the Vandy boys came, had to come to uh, to Corvallis. Um, I, heard, I heard last week one of the guys in Sports Center called Cor Vegas. Have you heard that before? <laughs> no. I thought that was pretty funny. But anyways, yeah, Vanderbilt's in town, in Corvallis at least. Uh because Vanderbilt didn't have the best year, and obviously Oregon State was ranked number two in the country. So. Saw the uh, Bend Elks are in the back in the Athletic Club of Bend this week. Yeah, that means they're not playing. Any of those guys that are here are not playing in regionals, so it's not good for them. So, yeah, let's hope the uh, both Oregon teams make it pretty far. But I, I hope uh, I think Oregon State obviously has the best chance to make it to Omaha. Uh, this comes from the Commerce Department, and these numbers are not good and can't go on forever. The size of the U.S. economy at the end of March of this year, was $24.4 trillion, which is a big economy, biggest economy in the world. The size of the U.S. national debt at the same period was $30.4 trillion. That is not good math. The last time that happened, and the only time it's ever happened, and it wasn't that much of a disparity, uh, was right after World War II. But I think most people understand that we were fighting essentially on two fronts, the Pacific and the Atlantic, and it was costing us a lot of money. And, you know, that obviously worked out. The good news is that but we got, you know, it's not like there was a reason we spent that money this time when we spent all the money, it was so people could keep playing 
play PlayStation at home. <laughs> and that's not a good reason. Well, COVID was a war. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the good news is that national debt as a percentage of GDP peaked at about 132%. And now inflation has subsequently eroded a good chunk of that already. And uh, we keep... A good chunk? Only a trillion. It's still 20... It's still a huge number. Yeah, but it's a single-digit percentage. I mean, we just need to keep it going for another decade or so. We'll get right back to 100% of GDP. Josh for president. <laughs> That'll go great. It's just a matter of getting... Hey, everybody, we have to have... Inf- I know you like buying stuff, but we're, I'm going to take that away from you. How, when's the last time you got you saw a president maybe, get elected by taking stuff away? Well, that's the point. Is maybe Biden's just a, a, like a sacrificial lamb here, and he's going to take the bullet and eat the inflation, not get elected, but he's doing the right thing because we're going to just execute some financial engineering and get ourselves back in our fiscal house back in order. And then on December 25th, a guy is going to come down your chimney with a beard <laughs> and give your kid presents. All righty. Um, th- th- there's a lot of data out there that is not real exciting and points more towards probably a, a recession in that uh, more and more Americans have exhausted their savings. So, you know, during COVID, we had savings rate went skyrocketing high. That since is, ter- is now below the savings rate before COVID. Uh, and more and more Americans now are turning to credit uh, to t- keep things going because of the inflation situation. So yeah, when you see a, the personal saving rate charted against re- revolving consumer credit, it's two very widely divergent lines and they're not going in the right direction. Yeah. So, th- that, you know, people are still spending money, but they're using credit to do it, which is a very, very dangerous thing. All right, let's uh, let's talk about our. Sh- we have two shames of the week this week. Oh, Tim's on the ball. Um, and the first one is, um, you know, if you go to the Edward Jones website and you look up these uh, mutual funds called Bridge Builder, uh, they say these. They say Bridge Builder mutual funds are offered exclusively at Edward Jones through advisory accounts. Scarcity cultivates demand. And so what that means, and this is why it's a shame, is that Edward Jones will you know, bring you in if you're a prospective client, move you into a fee-based account, uh, and then buy you these bridge builder funds. Edward Jones fee-based accounts are the only place these funds that can be held. So let's say you have... $200,000 and you and it's a taxable account and you move it to Edward Jones and over a 20-year period that 200000 has gone to 400000 Notice I only gave a 5% return. Uh, and, and so you're, you have $200,000 in capital gains. If you say, you know what, I want to do this myself. I want to move to Vanguard or I want to hire Northwest Quadrant or you know, some other advisor. Um, guess what? Those mutual funds cannot be held any place else. Well, you got the exclusive privilege of paying more than two percent annualized for a fund that underperforms the benchmark by three plus percent a year. But more importantly, yeah, yeah. So there's the story behind like the fees are more than you should be paying. Uh, the performance of these funds isn't very good. They're not tax efficient. There's all all that problems with these funds. But the more important thing is you literally, in order to move your account, to move your money to someplace that you want it to, to go, you have to sell these funds, pay taxes on all those gains just so you can move your money. And so, you know, this was prevalent throughout the industry when I started in it in the 90s. You know, all these big... Uh, uh, investment firms had their own fund complexes. Merrill had their own, uh, Morgan Stanley, all these big Smith Barney, they all had their own fund complexes. They rewarded their advisors for selling more of their funds. They sent them on more trips. They paid out more if they went and sold their old f- own funds. Um, uh, but some of these funds you could actually transfer custodians. Edward Jones has said, nope, we're not going to let anybody else hold our funds. And so in order for you, the person that we're supposed to be looking after, our end client, in order for you you essentially can't move your money. In order for you to move your money in a taxable account, you have to pay taxes. Well, if you it's, have it's worked out swimmingly for them. They had the banner year in 2021 on a declining advisor headcount, and uh, really all that matters is whether or not they're able to trap the assets, and it seems to be working. So uh, if you believe that you, by you hiring a, uh, an Edward Jones advisor, that these funds are the best funds that are available out there in all the industry for you, I have a bridge to sell you. So, you know, the, the reality is you need to be hiring an advisor that has, that has all the fund options available that are out there, all the investment options that are available out there so that they can put you in the most appropriate investments. At Edward Jones, this is what you get, and then you're stuck in there. And then, like Josh said, the other problem with these is that, you know, if you look at the management fee of the funds, 
uh, then the fee that Edward Jones charges, uh, you're talking about fees that are getting up there depending on the size of your account. And then more importantly, if you look at their performance, most of the fund's performance over time against the benchmark, it's really not very good, just like we talk about on the show all the time. They're actively managed mutual funds. We know that based on data from S&P that over time, most professional money managers don't beat their benchmark. Uh, and so you know, once you then add the Edward Jones fee on top of that, your chances of beating your benchmark are close to zero. And then when you finally realize that, guess what? Your money is stuck at Edward Jones because if you have any taxable money with gains in it, you have to pay taxes to move your account. Why the SEC and FINRA allow this to be true is is beyond me. They're worried about Josh and my email signature font when they really should be worried about stuff like this, which actually harms the consumer. I mean, you know, Edward Jones isn't doing anything illegal. We're just saying that it should be made illegal because this actually harms the consumer. How this is good for the end consumer is beyond us. It, it just doesn't make any sense. So proprietary mutual funds, and Edward Jones is really the only company left doing it, is something you need to stay away from. Edward Jones is very good at making money for Edward Jones. And guess who is paying for them to make money? Their end consumer. Uh, there are good people that work at this company and a lot of these big companies, uh, but believe me, you are a profit center for them. Uh, they're not in your best interest and not what they're looking out for. All right, if you'd like to take us up on a free retirement view, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your investment life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get it scheduled, 800-743-0988, or go to our website, NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about sequence of return risk for retirees. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market trends. You can always watch past videos on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. 